Edmonton's home for breaking news on your favorite teams. This is Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on 630 Chad. Oh, that is indeed the name of the program. Thanks a lot for tuning in tonight. Oh, Oilers hockey on the radio on Sunday, 2.30 for the face-off show, 4 p.m. for the drop of the puck as the Oilers will play the Winnipeg Jets in exhibition action. Eight preseason games for Edmonton, two each against the Jets, Canucks, Kraken, and Flames. First game of the season is uh, of the regular season, Wednesday, October 12th against the Vancouver Canucks. Uh, you may remember from when the schedule came out, or maybe you've been perusing the schedule lately, a six-game homestand to open up the season for the Oilers, Vancouver, Calgary, Buffalo, Carolina, St. Louis, and Pittsburgh. Getting ahead of myself, but why not? Fun to talk about the hockey season right on your doorstep. The Colorado Avalanche are the defending Stanley Cup champions. So there's always a lot to talk about with them which is good because it gives me an excuse to ask this guy on the show because I love having him on. He's the play-by-play voice for the team. It is Connor McGahey checking in. Hey, Connor, how are you doing? Reed, I am glad that we were able to work this out. Uh, sorry about yesterday. Glad it's tonight. Uh, I hope you're well. I hope everybody up there is well. How you doing? I'm doing very well, and I'm, I'm happy to have you on. And, and yes, I did mention that uh, to, to my audience that I was uh, asked. I asked you to come on last night, and you were busy. And I would like you to tell everybody what you were doing because it's very interesting, and I think proves your versatility and talent. Uh, yeah, we uh, we 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 cover a, a myriad of sports at Altitude Sports, and we have uh, for almost a decade now covered the University of Denver. And uh, it was a men's soccer game, uh, Division One collegiate men's soccer game, Denver versus Oregon State uh, last night. So it was the uh, the finale of our broadcast there. So I went from playing in the, in the Avalanche Charity Golf Classic in the morning right to the stadium uh, for a 7 p.m. kickoff, uh, DU versus uh, Oregon State last night. So like I said, sorry we couldn't make it work, but uh, here we are tonight, probably even better. Okay, so what... Other sports do you call then? You, you got the NHL, you, you, you're doing some college soccer. What else is on your docket throughout the year? Uh, I mean, it, it depends really in the past. Uh, we've done basketball, uh, football, baseball, whatever. Uh, lacrosse has been in there. Did a gymnastics meet one time. So I have the, uh, I always have had the attitude that you say yes to everything and, and uh, love calling games, but yeah, throughout the year, uh, it's it's usually uh, hockey and uh, and soccer with some football thrown in there. So, it's uh, it's always good to, to have the phone ring and get the call to to do the call. Okay, now if you don't mind me asking, because I I think the 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 broadcasters you play by play or I, I think you guys are in your own stratosphere. You're talking a lot. <laughs> you, you know, you gotta you gotta have energy, but sometimes not too much energy. I mean, you gotta go with the flow of the game. Do you approach calling a soccer game differently than you approach calling a hockey game? I'm curious. Yeah, I think so. I mean, it's just based on pace. I was having this conversation the other day when it comes to to baseball. I have all the respect in the world for 
baseball play-by-play guys and broadcasters, period, just because it's not the pace that we're used to. In hockey, you have to be able to, I think, tell stories better and and uh, just sneak in more information in there when you're waiting for a pitching change or something's going on with, with the field or rain delays or you name it. Um, so I have all this respect in the world for them, but I, I guess each it's different because when it comes to hockey, you just get in your, it's like the players say, you get into your rhythm and especially with it's when it's with teams that you're familiar with, uh, you can just sort of, you know, talk about the, the teams and the contract situations and the storylines, whatever have you, in your sleep. Um, but I, I think stylistically, soccer is definitely a little different. Um, uh, the, the the cadence is a little different. And I, I find myself laying out a lot more for the analysts, which I think is good because I'm a firm believer that nobody – especially on television, needs me to tell them what they're watching. I don't want to insult them to do that. So I, I definitely talk less, and that's that's a good thing to get an expert in there uh, to talk about the game that people are tuning in for. All right. Well, that, thanks for sharing that. I do find that uh, really interesting. So you got oh, tonight off. But of so, course. of course, on your night off, I make you work by coming on Inside Sports to talk about <laughs> so. Hey, hey there's, there's anything for you and uh, and this program. I mean that. Well, I appreciate that. And the good thing about having someone from Denver on, you in this case, is it's the same time zone because it's basically Edmonton, yes. Calgary, and Denver that I don't have to worry about a time change. <laughs> and then and then Phoenix for half the year. And then Phoenix yes, for half the Phoenix year. Phoenix for half the yeah. year, right. They're that, that weird, uh, weird half uh, back and forth. Saskatchewan does that. They, they don't always change. So sometimes. Oh, I forgot about that they do that. Yeah. That's right. That's yeah. right. So. So anyway, so look, let's talk about the Nathan McKinnon uh, contract. I guess it's the extension. I, I was saying earlier, he's uh, he's now the highest paid player in the NHL. I guess I, I, that technically was incorrect. Kicks in next year. His salary is going to double yeah. from 6.3 to 12.6. I'm sure no one's surprised that this got done with uh, with the avalanche. But tell me, uh, you know, from his availability yesterday, anything that he said or anybody else said that kind of was the, the, the money quote or two. Well, I think the soundbite that got played over and over was the one that he basically said he he hasn't changed. I'm the same old me. Um, and that doesn't surprise anybody because Nathan McKinnon's intensity and hunger, um, I think, would be there no matter what he was getting paid. Now, obviously, it's been a talking point for three and four years now that McKinnon is on a heck of a discount of a deal at $6.3 million. And when it came time to extend, um, it was going to be double the the amount, and it sure was. Um, so I, I, there was no doubt at all that this was going to happen. And it, it was funny because on our flagship station, Altitude Sports Radio, on the morning show yesterday, as I mentioned, we had our charity golf classic, and Joe Sackett was – was a guest just before tee off and uh, they asked him about it. he said well we're close and uh you know everyone believes that they can get something done and then everyone is on the second green pretty much and there comes the news that Nathan McKinnon had signed his extension so yeah saying they were close is an understatement and and he obviously uh couldn't say anything at that point because you know it's uh you got to wait for all the approvals but uh 
But, yeah, I think the term was never in doubt. You, you, you max it out with a franchise and a world-class player like Nathan McKinnon. And I don't think the money surprises anybody. And uh, just a tad over Connor McDavid's 12 and a half. And then the time will come where McDavid will jump over that. And then in five years, what does Kale McCarr get? But for the meantime, I think Nathan McKinnon gets a well-deserved uh, pay raise. Uh, I, like I said, starting, or like you said, starting next year at $12.6 million. I think it would have been great if Joe Sackick would have said, we'll announce a contract as soon as Connor McGahey makes two birdies. <laughs> <laughs> yep, and then, and then McKinnon would have been just plowing me over in the tee box. Oh, let me do it, for crying out loud. <laughs> Give me that. Give me that seven iron. Oh, we would have been there for a long time. But, hey, you know what? We played pretty good yesterday. I was not an embarrassment, Reed, which is good. That's all I can ask for, just yeah. to not be an embarrassment. That, that's my standard for golf as well. Just don't embarrass anybody. Yeah. Connor McGahey, play-by-play voice for the Avalanche, joining us tonight on Inside Sports. So they're the defending champs. I'm sure it was, you know, a joyous summer. You don't have uh, that feeling of wins left on the table or when, when are they going to mm-hmm. do it. But no team ever returns intact. I, I guess the headline for me, if I if someone came up to me and said, Reed, tell me one thing about the Avs offseason, I guess I would say Kadri uh, left. But I'm wondering if you yeah. compare the team going into camp to to the one that won the Stanley Cup in June. Uh, and that would be the big one. Um, that would be a Andre Burakovsky uh, leaving for Seattle at uh, – Five years and five and a half million dollars would be B. Darcy Kemper would probably be C. The, pretty much the same deal that Burakovsky gets, except with the Washington Capitals. Um, and offensively, that's the task that's at hand for for Colorado. Uh, trying to shore it up with guys who are ready to make the jump, whether that's Comfer, whether that's Alex Newhook, Evan Rodriguez just signed a one-year, $2 million deal coming over from a uh, career year with the Pittsburgh Penguins, playing on a line with with Sidney Crosby. Uh, he could probably be a candidate to fill in for Nazem Kadri. And let's be honest, the season that Kadri had last year is almost impossible to duplicate with one person anyhow. So that's why the by-committee approach, I think, is appealing uh from a financial standpoint, first of all, but second of all, it, it really is nearly impossible to, to have someone put up 87 points in a season. So um, they're going to try and, and find career years for different guys to replace those 150 or so points that you're missing with those two forwards. And you mentioned Darcy Kemper leaving. They make a trade for Alexander Georgiev, who was – at one time, the heir apparent to Henrik Lundqvist with the New York Rangers. And then the Rangers stumble across Igor Shosturkin, who may win, I don't know, 19 Vezinas by the time it's all said and done the way that he's playing. Uh, but at that point, the number one who was supposed to be is no longer, and he was looking for a place to be a number one. And, and so that's why that was appealing to Chris McFarland and Joe Sack to go ahead and make that deal. And Pavel Francois sticks around. So I think the goaltending is no worse. It may, in fact, be better. And the Avalanche will just have the challenge of filling in those those points that that Kasri and Burakovsky left uh, with. But they, they do get the deals done with Arturi Lekkinen, with Valeri Nachushkin. That's an eight-year contract. Josh Manson comes back for four more years. And that was kind of a surprise. So 
the thing is, I don't remember the last champion that really, um, on the back end especially, came back with all six defensemen that are that are that won the cup the year before. So defensively, Colorado is in good shape, and and we'll see how how the points stack up as uh, as the fall and the winter go on here. Well, yeah, and it's it's uh, you know the hope here is that because uh, you know when when a team loses like the Oilers uh, it's it's fun to say well hopefully there's a lot of showdowns with the Avs in the Western Conference final uh, I mean Av fans are probably just saying well we won like bring on whoever <laughs> right so, <laughs> uh, but though I think Edmonton and Calgary could be pretty formidable opponents in, in the West this season oh surely um I mean Kadri uh, and and company and the Flames doing uh, a ton of work there to uh to get back to where they, they should have been. That was a great series to watch from the outside, Edmonton victorious. And uh, the Oilers are, are definitely one of those teams that have the possibility of getting there and staying there. And I think there's a lot of eyes from around the hockey world on Edmonton uh, to see what they can do to follow up a Western Conference final appearance because you don't want to – and. As, as the NFL is now through week two, you don't want to be the Cincinnati Bengals and go to the Super Bowl and then start uh, the following season 0-2 and, and looking like you're going nowhere. So um, I, I just think that those are three of the best teams in the West. And uh, and maybe there's something to this mountain time zone thing where uh, that's uh, that's where all the good hockey is. Yeah, well, well put. Yeah, you mentioned the Broncos. I've I've heard a little bit about them. I think they brought in a different quarterback this season, so we'll see how that goes. Yeah, I'll think I'll think of his name in a second. When I remember, yeah. I'll let you know. <laughs> we'll have to make a make a mental note. I'm gonna end on a, I'm gonna end on a fun note here. I I don't know if how much attention you you paid to going on in Edmonton today or signing my tweets. The Oilers uh, going with the. Uh, new old jersey, like they're bringing back the classic royal blue as as the home jersey with the orange numbers and the white Good. and uh, an orange trim. So I kind of asked Good. the listeners tonight. Uh, we'll stick to the big four pro sports in North America. Your favorite, uh, whether you know jersey color combo logo, what what stand was it can be classic. Oh man, it doesn't matter. I know that's a tough one. I'm sorry. That, it, no, it's tough, but it's fun. You're right. That is a fun one. Um, we have some great history here in this state. Um, it only it only lasted six years, but the original Colorado Rockies is is everyone not is not in love necessarily with the the, the color scheme, which is the, the the Colorado State flag with the blue and the yellow and the red, but the logo I think is an all timer. Um, the Hartford Whalers are always there, aren't they? Right, with that negative space use, with the the whale tail and the H and the whole thing, those are always there. That's that's very appealing. Um, but we were having a discussion the other day um, with the Buffalo Bills being on prime time the first two weeks of the year. That the Buffalo Bills home blue. Um, and especially with the helmet with just the silhouette uh, of, of the Buffalo are super sharp. Uh, and my dad being from upstate New York once upon a time, uh, I don't know. That's uh, for whatever reason, strangely, that's always been appealing to me. So I'll give you those three Colorado Rockies, Hartford Whalers, Buffalo Bills. 
<laughs> All right, that's pretty good on the spot. Well, I'll tell you what, uh, we're going to have you on the show throughout the season. I, I, I'm not going to just wait till Avalanche Oilers matchups because I love having you on and talking to you. Thank you so much for uh, for your time. Whatever sports you're calling between now and the hockey season, enjoy them, and we'll do this again soon. Uh, you know, just just like the Oilers, we start up Sunday too. So there's, we're we're back to uh, back to hockey only now. Uh, we now return to our regularly scheduled broadcast. <laughs> awesome. We'll see you, Connor. <laughs> Thanks, Reed. Connor McGahey, love that guy. Play-by-play voice for the Colorado Avalanche here on Inside Sports. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins is brought to you by James H. Brown and Associates, Alberta's precedent-setting injury lawyers. Still no score. Blue Jays and Phillies, they're in the top of the eighth. Awesome to have Connor McGahey on the show from Altitude Sports, play-by-play boys for the Colorado Avalanche, and as he told you, a few other teams in the Denver area. So he threw threw out the uh, Colorado Rockies jersey, the old Hartford Whalers as uh, some of the jerseys that he has enjoyed over the years. Buffalo Bills current look as well. Kellen, what else do we have? Got a text from uh, Davin who says, the Milwaukee Brewers and Nashville Predators with their dark blue and bright yellow have the best color scheme spiffy stuff. And the Brewers with the clever logo of the glove of the 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 outline of the glove forming the M with the baseball and the outline of the, uh, I guess the mm-hmm. thumb of the glove forming the B for Milwaukee Brewers. I think that's what it stands for anyway. Absolutely. There we go. And one more quick one from Cowtown Bob. He says, in my view, the best logo in sports is the Montreal Alouettes when they combined the M for Montreal and the bird. I think it's brilliant. Oh, the one they got on the helmet now. Yeah, that's kind of interesting. They've had a good color scheme over the years. Mm-hmm. All right. We, uh, we're going to dive back into Oilers training camp stuff. I, I know Kellen also has some of your messages about training camp storylines. We'll have some more comments from Ken Holland. And from the Edmonton Oil Kings, who start the season Friday night at Rogers Place against Red Deer, Rhett Melnick, uh, a Fort Saskatchewan kid who was traded to the Oil Kings this summer. That's all coming up. Stick around. Stick around.